All right, what's going on, guys? My name is Mateo. Welcome back to the channel. We have some cool things going on today. We're going to be interviewing the Money Today Show. He is amazing, has just been so on point ahead of the curve in regards to a lot of things going on in the crypto community. Uh, so tune into that. That's going to be great. Um, but today, I want to talk about something which was brought to my attention by Arctic Mine. We had carried on for a little while after the interview had ended. Wish I included all that stuff in the video, but... I mean, he's going to be back. He's going to be a regular. It's great. Uh, we get along absolutely fantastically. And really, he's a genius. He's an absolute genius. And the number of things like he's working on for crypto and specifically Monero, salute. We honor you, my friend. He's trying to work on the regulatory front. He's trying to work on the technological front on the scalability side too, which is like the most important front for wide-scale adoption of Monero. So we love Arctic Mine. But he told me to look into gold and silver's fungibility. And I had actually had a friend mention this also, and I don't want to reveal him, but he had said to me that he was going to a silver shop and he decided that he was going to go with the American Buffalo instead of the Canadian Royal Mint. Now, why did he do that? Well, it's because it looks like the Canadian Mint is beginning an initiative to integrate silver and gold into an identification portfolio system. And that means they're going to be tracking it. That means that there's going to be digital ID involved. And I want to get to that today. Uh, but first, a few housekeeping things. Uh, check us out on social media. We've got the links below. We've got Twitter, uh, Gab. Look at all the fresh takes. Telegram as well. We post some of the more base stuff there. And of course, Patreon, guys. I put out a 15-page report, which is kind of going to waste, unfortunately, because we only have one patron, which is Josh. We love you. But if you want to support the channel, if you want to support the work, and we do great work. I think we do some of the best work in the crypto community, to be honest with you. But please support the channel. Become a patron. You get access to reports, which other people can't see. The Lightning Network report is so key. But Yes, and also donate at the addresses below. But let's go ahead and get into the content. Let's talk about this because this is a pretty significant development that I was not aware of. And as some of you know, I'm big into gold. I'm big into silver. I think that those are better stores of value than crypto. I know that's a controversial position. But if you want to check out more of my position on that, go check out the Peter Schiff versus Anthony Pompliano video. We go in deep on that as to why I think Silver, gold, and precious metals in general are better stores of value than crypto, but crypto is a better medium of exchange. And so I'm kind of in the middle on that. Let me know what you think about that. But let's let's dig into this, right? So here we see Identiv and Mint ID. They launched the first wor the world's first NFC, which means near field communication, and we'll get to that. Uh, IOT, Internet of Things, connected gold and silver bullion securely authenticate precious metal products. Okay, so let me read that again. Identive and Mint ID launched the world's first NFC-protected, Internet-connected gold and silver bullion securely authenticated pro precious metal products. These people got to learn to write, okay. And stop counterfeiting in real time via AES 128-bit encrypted tamper-proof tags in iOS Android apps. Now, I'm an old school guy. When I go to buy silver, I just want the metal, okay. I don't want whatever this is integrated into that. But this is coming, right? So let's get into this. This is May 20, 2020, okay. So Identitive, which is 
on the NASDAQ today announced its partnership with Mint ID to launch the world's first near-field communication NFC-protected Internet of Things-connected gold and silver bullion. Until now, consumers have struggled with the uncertainty of whether or not the precious metal products they own are actually genuine. Together, Identitive and Mint ID developed an AES 128-bit encrypted tamper-proof, which means you can't change it, you can't dig it out of the metal, unless you want to melt it down destroy it, but you, you can't change it. NFC label that when embedded directly at the source, Mint ID customers can use to authenticate their investments in real time with Mint ID's iOS or Android mobile apps. Mint ID's mission is to prevent counterfeiting in the precious metals space, which there is a lot of, admittedly. And this is one argument that a lot of crypto people use as to why Bitcoin and some of these other cryptos are better than gold and silver. It's because you can't uh, artificially make certain cryptos unless there's like an inflation bug like we saw with a few cryptos. Uh, but the issue I see with that is like you can make an infinite number of other cryptos, right? That's one issue I can see with that. And yes, there are network effects. People are tied into a particular crypto. There are memes involved and whatever, right? But there is a counterfeit issue in the precious metal space, especially in regards to China. But let's dig back into the article. The company has developed an end-to-end -end solution for authenticating precious metals, such as silver coins or solid gold bars and all types of luxury goods. So it's not just going to be bullion. It could be different things. And if these identification tags, I guess you could say, get smaller and smaller and smaller, and you could integrate those into jewelry pieces and into watches and other things like that, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is coming. I'm pretty sure this is coming. Where even like the little lawn chairs you buy at Walmart are going to have some kind of like IoT token. They're going to become very cheap. You're going to be able to integrate them, and it's going to make it so that everything could be identified and owned on the digital space. So if somebody steals something of yours, Maybe it's like some dumbbell that I have over there. That'll have a chip in there where maybe you could track where it's going, right? And, you know, because of the way they manufacture it, it could be easy to just slip it in there. I don't know how they do that. I mean, could it resist high temperatures? I'm not sure how they get it in there. I'd have to look into logistics of that. But that's the future. That's the Internet of Things, which is coming. Uh, so Mint ID embeds NFC tags, back to the article, onto products directly at minting agencies. Upon tapping with a mobile device, the chip uses NFC to display a product's specifications via Mint ID's Android or iOS mobile app, allowing manufacturers, suppliers, and consumers to track the supply chain of the physical product. And when they say track the supply chain, that means track its history, okay? And this is a problem for fungibility. We're going to get into that. I have a tab pulled up, but when you can track the history of a product, you can judge the quality of that product based on where it's been, which means that not all of these silver bars may be valued equally based on where they've been, which is the problem with Bitcoin, which is the problem with a lot of these cryptocurrencies. And that destroys the accounting ledger. And there already was a little bit of some iffiness involved with the fungibility of gold and silver. Again, we'll get to that. But it's a little bit different from Bitcoin in that with Bitcoin, when the market values Bitcoins at a certain rate, that's sort of like the high rate for Bitcoin. And it could go a little bit over that market value, especially if the coins are just freshly hashed, freshly minted. Uh, but 
you know, with gold and silver products, you've got uh, different coins which are made and different coins which have different levels of rarity, which means that different coins could be valued differently. But that's different from Bitcoin because there is a price floor for the most part. That's what they call the spot price. And a lot of these special coins which have different levels of rarity are valued uh, over spot to different degrees based on the rarity. And so spot is sort of like the floor, but with Bitcoin, the price is more like the high because, you know, different Bitcoins can be blacklisted. It could be tainted. Uh, you could have trouble depositing it onto exchanges. So maybe you want to offload it to somebody else uh, below market value so that they could figure out how to, you know, get rid of those coins for the premium that you'd be paying, right? So all that stuff, right? But we'll get to that here in a little bit. Let's continue on to this article. Standard... NFC and radio frequency identification, RFID tags, are not designed for metal. The technology behind identitives or identives RFID tag on metal uh, is unique. These high-frequency labels are equipped with a shielding technology that provides an optimum read range when applied to metallic surfaces. Featuring government-grade AES 128-bit encryption, Mint ID chose to work with identive to embed the company's tamper-proof TOM labels onto its gold and silver bullion, making this partnership the first to focus on securely authenticating precious metals in the Internet of Things. So that's coming. And this is something I did not anticipate at all. This is like a complete rearguard attack on something that I thought was going to be given to be private. Now, there are so many bullion coins out there already. I mean, the process with which... It's going like the time with which it's going to take to embed a lot or a significant portion of the bullion which is out there with these chips is going to take a long time. Uh, but it could be that if these coins somehow make it back to the mint and they're able to melt it down and issue more of these coins, or maybe they say it's illegal uh, if we go back to a gold standard or a silver standard, which could be the case if they're trying to fight the worldwide adoption of precious metals, they could back their currency with gold and silver, make it more competitive versus. The cryptocurrency sphere, especially if El Salvador makes the rollout look as terrible as they're making it looking. Well, I mean, that could be an issue because they could ban uh, coins which don't have the chip. And it could be that you can only transact with coins that do have the chip and then transfer ship owner. Uh, the ownership changes when you spend these coins, maybe at a Burger King or a Starbucks, something like that. Maybe they scan it and then ownership changes. You give them the coin or something like this, right? Something like this. So just thinking out loud with you guys, let's go back to the article. Each Mint ID NFC chip contains a NFC data exchange format encode messages or encoded message with government-grade cryptography. Okay, so we're starting to see cryptography move into gold and silver. When scanned, the chip is validated through a cloud service, guaranteeing the authenticity of the gold or silver product to address the changes of RFID and metallic environments, Identif has designed a series of tags that deliver the utmost performance when read by a variety of iOS and Android mobile devices. Our RFID TOM labels were the perfect solution for Mint ID and the logical first step for NFC into the precious metals market. Wow. So that is interesting, right? TOM labels are ideal for interactive mobile applications. Uh, micropayment, advertising, loyalty, or access, production, process, control, and traceability. Traceability, key. Key right there. So they could then track perhaps 
on a spatial level where it is your coins are going. So that could be quite something. And if your coins move out of the United States, maybe, they could track that and they could maybe send you a tax bill because of that. Just things come to my mind. Uh, asset and inventory management, i.e. tool tracking servers, computers, etc. Medical environments, i.e. equipment identification and tracking. Shelf or location tagging. Transportation products and NFC-based applications in addition to counterfeit protection. Right, right. So there's good and bad with everything. I'm not saying this is all bad because it's good that counterfeit is cut down a little bit. We have a lot of counterfeit coming out of China and that's really disrupting people's faith in gold and silver. But we're going to get to this later as to how you can test your silver and test your gold. But specifically test your silver. I don't think we'll get to the gold thing today. I mean, you could look that up. But there are ways that you could test your gold and silver to make sure it's real. And you could buy certain things online, which measure um, its frequency, I guess you could say, and you know have it determined whether or not it's real. Uh, there are things that you could do. You don't need a chip. But, yeah, it, it could be that this is going to be coming... And there are costs and benefits as with every, everything else. So unlike serial numbers, back to the article, fluorescent inks or QR codes, mint ID chips cannot be copied or cloned. Through our partnership with Identive, mint ID can provide locked encrypted chips that link physical bullion products to cloud-based digital records. Together, we're connecting precious metals to the Internet of Things to provide our customers with complete transparency and an end-to-end solution to protect their investments. Right, so it could be that if you have gold and silver that doesn't have this, after a few years, uh, your gold and silver is going to be worth less than these other coins. So the fact that they're doing this with some of the precious metals products which are going out there could have a radiant effect on the entire gold and silver market because let's say that people value these products more than they value just basic gold and silver which maybe they can't see the idea of the history of well it could be that they value these things differently so now that some gold and silver bullion and bars are going to have this chip in there and some won't that doesn't just impact the fungibility of these particular bullion coins that do have the chip it impacts the rest of the gold and silver market you see and so that is problematic that's problematic mint ids android and ios mobile app store a digital identity of each connected product and each product can be installed instantaneously authenticated and guaranteed genuine by the minting facility that produced it the app features real-time authentication of goods Product specifications and buy-sell capabilities. Mint ID's inaugural product line includes 1-ounce gold bars, 1-ounce silver bars, 10-ounce silver bars, and it expands expands further into the luxury goods market over the next several years. So here is one great thing that I liked about precious metals. It was that it was largely private. It was very private. You could go into a store with cash, and you could buy precious metals, and nobody would know that you had just made that exchange. Okay, maybe you get like a little bit of a receipt, but otherwise you go in with cash, they give you the silver, and you're out. That's it. 
There's no onboarding you to some digital cloud nonsense. There's no, oh, let me get a fingerprint scan so that we could link your identification with this bullion coin. It was just cool. Here's cash. Cool. I have silver now. And now that could change in the next few years. It could be you go into a store. All their products now have this chip in there. And if you want to buy silver, you're going to be on the grid, even if you want to use it with cash. See, I never personally bought gold or silver with a debit card or a credit card. That'll destroy the whole purpose, you know, because I don't want people to know that I have gold or silver, right? And so now everybody knows because I'm on YouTube telling you, but like I use cash. So my bank couldn't know. Nobody else could know. But here's the deal. Now you could use cash, which, you know, if this war on cash continues, if they roll out the CBDC, which we've talked about a lot on the channel, uh, you're going to have to, you know, be on the grid anyway. But now it could be that you're onboarded to some digital identification system, even if you want to use cash. So that's interesting. And in this manner, maybe it could be that gold or silver that doesn't have this chip is actually worth more. And I'm speculating that's worth less because big-time investors maybe want to have uh, proof of identification. But it also could be that a lot of people who want to engage in the black market and actually use it as a currency, it could be that they would value these things as being more, right? Just as some people, if you go into the black market, they'll value you know, certain firearms as being more valuable if they have the serial numbers scratched off, as opposed to if they have them on there, if they commit a crime and they leave the weapon at the scene, then they can be found. But those are all things to consider and think about. Uh, last statement, uh, Identive's team is expert in designing and manufacturing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so we don't need to read that. We don't need to read that. But let's go to this, just so you can understand the impact it's going to have on fungibility. Uh, special considerations, right? And we actually re read this in a previous article. I forgot which one, but let's read this again real quick so that you can understand how this is going to impact the use of gold and silver as money. So the line between fungibility and non-fungibility may be a thin one. Gold is generally considered fungible. One gold ounce is equivalent to another gold ounce, though in some cases it is not. When otherwise fungible goods are given serial numbers or other uniquely identifiable marks, they may no longer be fungible. So let me read that again. When otherwise fungible goods are given serial numbers or other uniquely identifiable marks, they may no longer be as fungible. And it's totally true. Because if you can link identities and histories to certain assets, well, then those assets could be judged based on their histories. You know, what if you're trying to donate to PETA or something, or you're trying to donate to some Habitat for Humanity uh, you know, project or some World Wildlife Fund thing? Well, say that they look at the silver which you're looking to donate, or you know, if we're just talking about money in general, say they look at the money that you're willing to donate. Let's say that you're trying to donate to the World Wildlife Fund. Well, maybe that money that you have coming into your coffers that you're then going to give them came from some oil and gas field which just ripped down the you know habitat that was um, what they were trying to initially protect, right? And then they're saying, really, you're trying to give us the money that was gained from the habitat we were trying to protect, but was actually destroyed so that this oil and gas operation could be built. You know, so 
your money could be valued differently based on where it's been. And if you look at, you know, 90% of the dollar bills, it's got like, you know, traces of substances on there, right? But nobody looks at that because, you know, nobody really cares. It's all fungible. You can't tell. Well, you can't tell, I guess that's the case. But it's not like people are saying, oh, well, I don't want this because this has had those substances on there. And you wouldn't even be able to tell, like, what part of the, I guess you could say, supply chain, if we're referencing this stuff, that occurred at, right? So because you couldn't link that history back necessarily, that's almost expected. Well, you could just take it. But this changes if there's more information attached to the history, right? So back to this, adding unique numbers to bars of gold, collectibles, and other items makes it possible to distinguish them. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York offers gold custody services to central banks and governments around the world by storing gold, gold bars in its underground vault. All the gold bars deposited into the vault are weighed with precision, and the refiner and purity markings on the individual bars are inspected to confirm they match the depositor instruction sheets. All of this is carefully monitored and recorded, and since the exact bars deposited to the New York Fed are the exact ones returned upon withdrawal, these types of gold deposits are not considered fungible. But a lot of this is what they're going to be doing with everyday gold and silver bullion coins and bars, right? They're going to be weighed. The gold and silver amount and quality, the purity markings, are going to be easily determinable. Now, I'm not saying, again, all this is bad. That could be nice because you're given some confidence as a purchaser of these products that you're getting what you're getting. Uh, but that is problematic for fungibility, right? So let's go here. Mint ID announces world's first NFC-protected precious metals. And a lot of this we read about Mint ID only uses locked encrypted microchips that link your physical bullion products to their cloud-based digital records. So just compare that to what we just read about, right? We're talking about unique numbers that make it possible to distinguish them. Uniquely identifiable marks may no longer be fungible, right? And they're talking about encrypted microchips in your gold and silver. Digital identity now coming to gold and silver. So this is this is quite something, right? They're talking about smart tags. And how efficient is it going to be to manufacture these things into the future? These products are currently minted at the Highland Mint an ISO 9001 rated facility allowing mint products to be included in your precious metals IRAs. And it could be that if there is some standard which has to be met in the future for gold and silver to be considered able to be invested in by big investment firms and big portfolios which have people's individual retirement accounts as part of those funds, or as part of those investment firms, it could be that to invest in precious metals, all of the precious metals which are under management by whatever asset managing firm that these investment firms are investing in, they all have to have digital identification. They all have to have these records. So as to confirm 
the validity of the asset, the validity of the metal, right? So just consider that. That could be an incentive that facilitates this transition. So in addition to custom Boolean products, we have engineered a self-destructing smart tag. I don't know what that means, self-destructing. Is this like Mission Impossible? And packaging that provides sovereign mints, coinage, all the same protections and features of genuine mint ID products. So more people are seemingly getting in on the scene. Interesting. 2020 one-ounce gold bar. And so just to give you an idea of what these things look like, uh, I, I had a, here, here we go. So check these out. This is what you could be seeing in the future. So this is a five ounce Buffalo bar. So it looks like it's not just Canada. It's also happening here in the States, but you see that little chip, right? hundred ounce, 10 ounce, and it's also happening for the one ounce bullion. So look at that. And it could be that these mints, Maybe they are incentivized through subsidy, if they're really trying to make this move, uh, to buy up gold and silver from the population, maybe at a premium, right? Maybe they do what FDR did. Think about this. Whoa, key point. Remember how FDR back in the 30s mandated that everybody turn in their gold and silver to their respective banks because it was made illegal for you to hold privately gold and silver. Okay. So... Everybody turns in their gold and silver, or at least a lot of people do. And then these banks are mandated to then send their gold and silver back to the refineries, back to these mints where they will have these coins melted down and remade with this chip. Okay, That wouldn't cost too much money, in my opinion. I mean, compared to all the money that they're spending already, why not, right? I mean, if you're trying to destroy a competitive currency which has been around for thousands of years, this would be how you do it. Just things come into my mind, guys. I mean, just understand that they want to destroy the competition and they want to roll out their own digital currency. Ultimately, they want everything on the planet to be assigned ownership by somebody. And they want everything to be tracked and traced. They want everything to be known and surveilled. Uh, I think that's the direction that we're going in, right? And so you having private money of any manner is not in their interest. So they could be looking to make this move. And this is something which is relatively new. Remember, May 2020 is when this was first announced. So this could become an initiative. So now we're on mintid.com. Physical precious metal investing has many advantages, unfortunately, Until now, investors have been plagued with uncertainty as to whether or not the products they own are genuine. And all that's about to change. Right. Mint ID products are truly the world's most secure bullion investment products on the market today. So it could be that these are the only products which are allowed to be invested in if you have an IRA or a retirement account. Eliminate uncertainty. Mint ID works directly with ISO 9001 rated minting facilities to adhere an encrypted tamper-proof microchip that gives each product a digital identity. Right, so we've been through that. Okay, so by applying these microchips directly at the factory, we can track via our mobile app the complete supply chain between manufacturer and authorized dealer. Well, does that stop as soon as that authorized dealer gives you the bullion? Can you just turn that off? 
I don't think it's up to you. I don't think you can turn it off because, again, it's tamper-proof. So if you want to give your silver to somebody, maybe you want to conduct an under-the-table transaction. Maybe you want to give it as a gift. It could be that you have to record that transaction or they'll record it for you. And then in that case, you're going to be paying that tax. And taxes on gold and silver transactions are insane. If you want to sell your gold or silver, or maybe you just want to give it to somebody, well, there is a $15,000 gift allowance thing, but you're going to have to record that on your tax, which is more regulatory overhead. But for gold and silver, if you're looking to use it in transactions, it's sort of like Bitcoin. They consider it a collectible. It's not even just property. It's considered a collectible, at least it is here in the United States, in which case you got to pay a 28% tax. doesn't matter what tax bracket you're in. That's the flat tax rate, 28%. Now, up to $40,000 in the United States, you could transact Bitcoin, you could transact gold and silver, all that you want. You're going to be paying a 0% capital gains tax rate, assuming that you hold it for a year. Now, otherwise, it's just included in income, whatever the gain is. But 28% flat rate, which is, you know more than what a lot of people are making here in the United States. I mean, to get into the 28% tax bracket for, you know, being an American, you got to be making well over $100,000, right? 20% is a lot. But that is what you're going to be dealing with. And if all of these physical precious metal, metal bullion coins and bars can be tracked and traced and the ownership updated, well, it's going to be on the grid more. And you may be more... Uh, scrutinized by the IRS than you otherwise would have been, right? So just consider that. App workflow, utilizing our mobile app with a tap on an NFC-enabled smartphone, users will be able to authenticate and identify each one of their physical investments. We know that you are not an expert in identifying gold and silver products. Guys, it's not that hard. We'll get to this in a sec. Giving physical investments a digital identity. Right, so just, this is coming. We believe in a connected world, every bullion investment product and collectible should have a digital identity to guarantee the authenticity of each project or product. Utilizing our technology will be able to identify digitally, authenticate, and prevent counterfeiting of some of the world's most valuable items. So on the surface, this sounds good, but again, as we talked about, this really obfuscates the fungibility element of this. Traceability eliminates gray markets. Okay, key point here. Key, key, key point. Traceability eliminates gray markets. Now, what is a gray market? I'm guessing they mean black markets for the most part. Gray market. A gray market is an unofficial market for financial securities. So they're talking about black markets here for the most part is the trade of a commodity through distributed channels that are not authorized by the original manufacturer or trademark proprietor. Gray market products are products traded outside of the authorized manufacturer's channel. Okay. So everything's going to be more on the grid. Everything's going to be more on the regulated market. They're talking about parallel markets here, if you look at this Wikipedia. And guys, one thing that we're really valuing here on this channel at Monero Mateo is getting people onto parallel markets. Because we've been looking at a lot of developments which have been going on in regards to uh, stabby passports and you being able to go to grocery stores and you being able to go to other shops in order to get basic staples and goods. Uh, that is a problem for millions upon millions of people 
who may not be able to get access to this new economy, which is only going to be open to people who have gone along with the program. And a lot of people don't want to go along with the program anymore, and we have to have an alternative for those people. And furthermore, we have to have an alternative currency, obviously, because the current currency is going to be ever more devalued. It's going to be ever more tracked, especially as they roll out the CBDC. And so we're going into a time when having parallel economies is going to be absolutely essential for the surviving and thriving of millions upon millions of people. And so we have to work to build that up. Monero and other freedom coins is one way to do that, but also gold and silver, I think. We could transact gold and silver. They're by default private currencies. They have been for thousands of years, but now it looks like this is changing with new technology, which wants to integrate them into the Internet of Things. But here we go. A gray market or dark market, sometimes confused with a similar term parallel market, is, this, is the trade of a commodity through distribution channels that are not authorized. Gray market products, gray goods are products traded outside the authorized manufacturer's channel. So I'd have to dig into this a little bit, sometimes called the dark market is used to describe secretive, unregulated trading in commodities futures, notably crude oil. I'm not familiar with this, to be honest with you. This sounds rather interesting. I want to get into this. But this reminds me of black markets. But look, I, I imagine this stuff is going to extend to black markets, right? I imagine law enforcement could contact uh, Mint ID, which probably has relationships with different government Mint functions. And departments rot, and they could establish deals in order to track these things. So, again, tamper-proof, so you can't really mess with this stuff. And the microchips are designed to self-destruct if tampering is detected. Now, I don't know what that means, self-destruct. Does it blow up your bullion? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> that sounds interesting. But maybe it means that it self-destructs, in which case you can no longer track it, you can no longer trace it, you can no longer scan it to figure out the identity, and then maybe you go to the cloud, and then it looks like, you know, it was destroyed somehow. And maybe there's some mandate which is put in where if your gold and silver is has their microchip destroyed, you've got to turn in your gold and silver to some proper authority so that they could put it back in there. And if you wait a certain number of days for that to happen, the person who is last in ownership of this coin will then get contacted by law enforcement and they'll ask what happened to the coin, where did it go, maybe you could say you lost it, boating accident, I don't know, who knows how they would react to that, but these are just things, again, coming to my head off the top. I just figured out about this today. Uh, but there's more you could look at here. But this is alarming. This is alarming to me. Uh, let me know what you guys think about all this. I'm curious what you guys think about all this. Our products are guaranteed for both purity and weight with precious metals sourced only from LBMA Comex approved refiners. LBMA and Comex are, as far as I'm concerned, criminal organizations who manipulate the price of precious metals. Uh, and then we could look further into this. Yeah, look at all the products that they're now chipping. Wow, that is a lot. And the chips could get smaller and smaller, more cheaper and cheaper to make. And then they could put it in maybe, you know, 10 ounce rounds or a tenth of an ounce rounds, right? Ba -ba -da -ba -da. Yeah, so they're doing it with gold, silver. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And they got a lot of retailers. 
selling this stuff. Okay, so that's interesting, right? Very interesting, interesting. But to finish this off, let's go ahead and talk about how you can check to see if your silver is real. And we're going to talk about silver here. A lot of this applies to gold, but you could also go online to do some quick research on that. It's pretty easy, actually, to identify. Um, we don't need the sil silver history. Okay, so the most obvious test, your skin turns green. Uh, your skin becoming stained happens because copper or another oxidizing metal or an oxidizing oxidizing metal ah, has been sneaked in and mixed with silver. Copper tends to oxidize and create copper salts with your sweat, oils, or lotion on your skin, leaving behind a greenish hue. I've never had that happen. I don't really wear jewelry. Uh, so that's interesting. The stamp test. Check your jewelry for various marks. Most of the silver you see advertises 0.925 sterling silver. Um, and it's got different levels of purity on it, which is stamped by the refiner and the manufacturer. Okay. Even though silver tends to be the least expensive noble metal to work with, many jewelers will try to save money using silver with other metals mixed in. Interesting. If it was dubbed international silver or has an IS stamp on it, that means that it is silver plated and your plating may have worn off. Now, this is all stuff with jewelry. I don't know. I'm not a jewelry guy. But, yes, it'll have stamps on there. If you buy bullion, it'll say typically 99.99 or 0.999% uh, percent pure silver. Right? Magnetic attraction. This is a good test. I've done this before. Another great way to test silver is to touch it with a magnet. Silver is not magnetic and should never have a recognizable pull from a magnet at all. So that's key. When testing silver, you want to have a strong magnet, specifically a strong neodymium magnet, whatever that is. So just another inexpensive way to test. Visual appearance. Yes, you could look for tarnish as well. There are a few ways to visually inspect a piece of silver to see if it's genuine. Uh, aside from the stamp, look for tarnish. Tarnish, also called patina, is a marker that your silver is genuine. This is especially useful if you're looking at estate jewelry or any handcrafted artesian pieces. Yep. And a lot of people don't like oxidation on their silver. It makes it look bad. Uh, but it's another way to make sure your silver is real. Right? So maybe not the best looking, but it could be the most indicative visual that your silver is real okay so just because patina is forced does not mean your piece is not silver it's a marker that it's genuine silver right as we were just talking about it doesn't look great but it is a giveaway another visual difference between genuine silver and fake silver is whether it has laying or flaking this is a dead giveaway for your piece or that your piece is plated or made with some other metal. Silver will not exhibit these signs. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Interesting. It, what's that smell? Uh, silver does not smell. Genuine silver doesn't have any sort of distinct smell to it. I think that... I, I've never smelled that. Right? This is one test I have done, and this works. So check this out. Silver is an interesting material in that it conducts heat far better than most precious metals. And also consider, guys, that it's the most conductive precious metal. Uh, I had a thing open for this. Uh, 
uh, silver heat conductivity. I think it's the most conductive precious metal. Um, silver has a higher thermal conductivity than gold. Diamond has a lot of high thermal conductivity and graphene. We've heard a little bit about graphene, haven't we, recently? Interesting. So, yes, yes, it's one of the most conductive metals. Silver is a better conductor of heat than even copper, but not by much. So that's why a lot of people use copper. It's much cheaper. Has a problem with corrosion, cost penalty. So, yeah. But that's worthy to know. It's very great at conducting heat. And so it sounds far-fetched. But the ice cube will begin to melt almost instantaneously if the object is silver. Due to how much heat is conducted, the ice will act as if it's been placed on something heated. So just a good visual of the ice cube test here. If your ice cube melts faster than it does on a pan or maybe you know, another metal that you've got. It's probably real silver, right? If it melts as fast as the pan, unfortunately, your item is not made of silver. So that is a good test. You could do chemical testing. I've seen this before where you, like, scratch. Uh, you scratch the metal on, like, one of these chalkboards, and then you could put a drop on there, and you could see what color it turns. You could look into that as well. Chemical analysis, this could damage the silver. This could damage the metal. This is the most accurate test that you could perform on a piece of silver jewelry, but be warned, you will have a scratch. You will have to scratch your jewelry to perform this test, right? Uh, this is generally recommended if you're looking to gain authenticity for personal purposes as the testing method damages the piece. Yeah, so... There's another test in here which wasn't uh, mentioned, but it's the sound test. And I wish I had my silver coins out here but one thing that you could do is the ding test and when you have a piece of silver like on your finger like say it's a silver ounce and then you have another silver ounce in your hand what you can do is you can just lightly tap it and if it's got like a loud very clear ringing sound it's like ding and it goes on it's not like a thud it's not like a dink but it's like a ding like a doorbell or a bell uh, that is a good indicator that it's actually silver. Check the sound. Okay, yeah. When silver go undergoes shock, it makes a clear bell-like sound. Right. So it sounds really clear. It sounds like a bell that you ring, right? Or like one of those triangles. In music class, surely you guys have done this when you were terrible at every other instrument and your music teacher didn't trust you to play other instruments like me, and so he just gave you a triangle. Just, just ring this 10 minutes from now. It's like... Okay, and then you ding it. It makes that kind of sound, right? Uh, yep, and you can use chemicals and bleach and all that stuff. So you don't need this new technological panopticon stuff. Like, you can use basic techniques to figure out if it's real. But if you're buying in bulk, I do understand why this stuff would come into the picture. But we're going to see more of this, guys. We're going to see more of this. Not a good full screen. This could uh, be coming to a neighborhood near you. And so this is something to consider. And this is why Monero is key. I think this is just, again, bullish for Monero. Because if even silver and gold become ways that 
the governments could see what you're doing with your finances, which is something that I never even imagined, but with this it could be true, then again, you're going to want to use gold and silver. Or sorry, yeah, you're going to want to use Monero. And as the world phases out cash, physical cash, which, you know, given all of its faults, is still private, it could be that people thought about maybe using gold and silver for black market transactions. But if increasingly gold and silver has these uh, NFC identifiable characteristics, then it could be that people are just like, okay, just use Monero. Like just get to these currencies which are by default private and are easy to set up. And I've been talking with more and more people every day um, who are like, yeah, this is going to be key. And these are people who are not like everyday people like me, right? These are industrialists. These are people who um, you know, run their own businesses and have run their own businesses for many years. They have a lot of money moving around. And they want to get private as soon as possible because they see what's coming. And they don't want to be part of this new Internet of Things tracking uh, brave new world that we're going into. So that's about all. Let me know what you guys think about this. Uh, This is an interesting development that I, until today, was not exactly aware of. Arctic Mind had mentioned this a little bit to me, so I thought this was an interesting topic to go into. Let me know what you guys think about this. Again, I still think it's a great store of value. I think gold and silver are great stores of value. Um, It's intergenerational wealth that you could pass on to the next generation. And it's ways that you could move wealth from uh, one place to another in bulk in private if you don't have these chips in there. So I I think there are still a lot of very attractive things about gold and silver. It's got other use cases other than just being money. Again, silver is conductive metal. It could be used to to purify water. It could be used to uh, make cell phones and computers and cars. And it's got a lot of use cases outside of just being money. So I think that they're great stores of value. But this is a concerning development. So let me know what you guys think about this. I'm curious your thoughts. Again, remember to like the video. Remember to subscribe. Um... I think that we have a lot of great content. So more great content coming soon. Um, I'll see you guys soon. Manero Mateo, check out the links below. Check out the addresses. Love you long time. Bye-bye.